Well, I suppose with regards to the, the first referendum and the, the family, it's very unclear what the impact of voting yes will be um, uh, because we don't know what a durable relationship is. So it'll all depend on how the courts define it. And that's, to me, entirely unsatisfactory. We uh, elect uh, uh, Adal and uh, Shannon uh, to to legislate for things like that, but they the government explicitly ruled out uh, having durable relationships defined by law. So it'll go to the courts, they'll define what it means. And if we don't know if we don't like their definition of it, well, there's nothing we can do to change it other than hold another referendum. And I just think that's a very bad way to progress. And um, uh, I suppose with the marriage, you know you're in a marriage, it's freely contracted. With a durable relationship, it's not clear. I mean, you could find yourself in a durable relationship with the effectively the, the, the duties and responsibilities uh, that a marriage brings um, and, of course, the benefits uh, without... Uh, even knowing that you're in one, I think it's very, it's going to bring uncertainty to, to the law. And I think um, that the law should be clear and it should be certain. And uh, this will achieve neither. It is not correct to suggest that the Constitution doesn't provide any protection to persons who are in uh, families that aren't um, uh, that aren't uh, founded on marriage. It does. It's just this particular provision of the Constitution doesn't apply. Uh, but there are considerable constitutional protections that apply. I mean, all children are, are treated equally, regardless of whether they're in a marriage or whether they're not. Uh, and there are other, uh, and their parents uh, also have um, uh, rights uh, which flow from the constitution. And with regard to the uh, care referendum, then? Uh, with regard to the care referendum, uh, it uh, removes words which uh, have never arguably been given uh, great legal effect. Uh, by the courts with words that are even more woolly and less likely to be given legal effect. But furthermore, it, uh, it defines care as something that's given within the family. And of course, that's the, that is the case for a large number of people. Um, however, um, a lot of uh, disability rights campaigners across Clare and across Ireland uh, think that it's a retrograde step uh, because it, it, it sort of absolves the state of its duty to provide care to people who who need care and it could be, uh, rather than a progressive step, uh, a completely regressive step uh, with regards to um, the rights of persons uh, who have care needs to be provided with that care uh, by the state. Would you admit that the current wording, whether or not the proposal is uh, correct, that the current wording is outdated in any way? Um, well, well, certainly the, the the wording was was written in 1937. But I mean, you know, it's all and good. The idea perhaps might be outdated, but in the vast majority of families, it, it is women who provide the great majority of care to children and I mean a recent study by the National Women's Council no less who I I know campaigning for a change in the law but they found that that really hasn't changed very much so maybe you know instead of providing protection to those women who do provide care in the home instead of providing legal protections to them now I accept that hasn't happened to date there have been cases that the state have settled uh, because they didn't want to set a precedent and the Supreme Court recently accepted a, a, a case uh, that they would look at this, that it would, um, uh, accepting that it was very important that we look afresh at this provision, uh, but they unfortunately won't be able to look at that uh, before uh, this referendum. So while it is open to very outdated um, 
uh, interpretations. It's also uh, the constitution is a living document. Uh, it is regularly reinterpreted in light of uh, prevailing um, social conditions and social mores, uh, and it is open uh, to a much more expansive interpretation and one that provides concrete protections to uh, to, to those women who uh, choose uh, to remain in the home and provide uh, care to their families in the home and to provide legal protections to them. So you're fairly happy with that current wording that mothers should not have to go out to work to the neglect of their duties in the home? Uh, that they shouldn't be forced to go out. But I mean, it doesn't stop. I mean, it doesn't force people choosing to go out uh, and work. And indeed, uh, there are many families uh, where uh, career is hugely important to both members of the family. Um, and uh, But it's when the people are forced through economic necessity to go out, I, th- I think is... Um, it's something that uh, to seek to to facilitate um, uh, mothers to um, not to be forced to um, to work outside of the home. Uh, I, I think it's something that has admirable, but it's something that hasn't been provided to date, uh, or hasn't been um, uh, that. That support hasn't been provided to state, let's be honest about that, but the new wording that suggests is no less or is no more likely to to provide any support, any concrete support to anybody providing care in the home, um, uh, regardless of their gender. And going back to the family amendment there, uh, Michael, the, the, the phrase that's currently in the Constitution, marriage on which the family is founded, has been criticised by many people, single parent families, unmarried long term couples and the like, who feel alienated by that sentiment. What would you say to those people? Well, I mean, I think we need to be very clear about what's being proposed and the legal effect it will have. I mean, I asked that he should give the proposal is adopted, uh, what will be the position? And he confirmed that it will still be possible to discriminate uh, in favour of married couples over unmarried couples. So, I mean, we need to be very clear that this isn't some kind of a, um, uh, uh, an egalitarian utopia that's been proposed here. The Constitution will still uh, provide that, um, uh, will still guarantee to, to protect uh, the institution of marriage and guarded special care the institution of marriage and on that basis that he confirmed that, he, he, that the government's legal advice is that they will still be able to um, to discriminate so I, I don't think that it will cure the ills that some people think it will cure but what it will do is introduce great uncertainty because I mean marriage is, a, is an institution that people freely enter into if they choose to but they can choose not to enter into it everybody knows whether they're in a marriage or whether they're not in a marriage uh, and the, uh, the burdens that flow from that people will uh, perhaps not know when they're in a durable relationship um, and uh, nevertheless uh, the consequences of being in a uh, uh, the consequences similar to being in a marriage could flow from that without them realising they're in one so I mean it, it does have um, considerable repercussions that I think are ill thought out uh, by the government and, and if the public don't like how the courts define it and the repercussions from it that the courts uh, define. There's very little that can be done about it other than hold another referendum. It's not a suitable way to to, to, to progress matters. I mean, I've um, uh, at all, in my view, that we're sort of abdicating our responsibilities as uh, as lawmakers, telling um, the public that the courts decide what it means. 
Just finally, Michael, getting away from the different sides of each referendum, it's fair to say that these uh, referenda have come under quite a bit of scrutiny from people on on all sides of the uh, political spectrum. Do you believe that the state has done its duty in promoting these uh, referenda and informing the public of their, I suppose, legal consequence? Well, I mean, I I think it would be better had these referendums been preceded by a proper debate in the Dáil and that all the different amendments that were proposed, including an amendment that a durable relationship as defined by law, uh, which would enable the Oireachtas to, to, to legislate and define what a durable relationship is. And that, of course, may change over time. Uh, social mores change, but that won't be possible now. But it would be had far better had that debate taken place. But instead, the government, in a very arrogant manner, cut short the debate and said, well, look, this is what it is. We're not taking any amendments. You can lump it or like it. We're putting this to a vote now. We're not even going to listen to what your amendments are. We're not even going to... To, to, to debate the merits of these amendments. This is what it's going to be and this is what we're putting to the people. I think it um, was very heavy-handed on the part of the government, quite arrogant, and I think it uh, takes the public for granted. It remains to be seen whether it will, uh, whether that approach will be successful or not.